Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. May I love you strong as death, and it'll be for. 
Wow. Stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, it's from your side. I thought the vibration was from my side. Well, we want to pray a little before we share the word of God. And I want you to pray for yourself. And I want you to pray for something very simple yet needful. I want us all to pray for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. As we are coming before God's word, as we've come to church, I want us all to pray for the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with his spirit. Ask him to visit you with his spirit. Or just ask him for the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hallelujah. So just pray wherever you are. And in your own understanding, in your own words, just ask God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ask God for pray wherever you are. Speak to God. God is hearing you. You just you need to open your mouth and just speak to God. It's not a time to stay silent. It's not a time to just go off with your mind. Just ask God. Just open your mouth and say, Dear Lord Jesus, please give me the Holy Spirit. The pastor says we should pray for the Holy Spirit. Lord, please give me your spirit. Please give me the Holy Spirit. Please give me the Holy Spirit. Please give me the Holy Spirit. Give us the Holy Spirit. Lord, let your spirit reign upon us. Let your spirit be upon us. Let your spirit come upon us, upon this congregation. Our prayer is for your spirit, for your spirit. As we, as we encounter your word, we pray asking for your spirit. Mato si palo ka se paka. Rapato taske polala branto prale. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us. Visit us in a mighty way. Visit us in a special way. As we encounter your word, let your spirit fill the words that are coming through to us and speak to us. We bless you. We thank you. We glorify your name. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for your mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. As we come before your word, speak to us through your word and through your spirit. In the name of Jesus, let your word enter into our hearts and let it make a difference in our lives. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you again. My sister over there with a nice hairstyle. Is there a special reason why you are sitting at the back? Which is? You can live from anywhere. Okay. So come sit so that I can enjoy your beautiful look. Come sit right in front of me so I can, I can see you throughout the time. Come, come sit here. Special VIP. Today is you and I. Sit here with your Wakanda hairstyle. Yeah. Powerful. Say amen. amen. 
Say another amen. Hey, Pastor, why didn't you say my hairstyle? Your hairstyle is also very beautiful. Everybody's look, tell your neighbor your hairstyle is beautiful, and tell your neighbor that it's on behalf of the pastor. Okay, please. So that you don't go home and then it's like I put on a duke when I came. Pastor did this. Your duke is also very nice. Okay. Brothers, your haircut or the absence of a haircut is also very, very nice, very powerful. Say amen. Your cheese cup is nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, ne? Wonderful. Well, today is a pleasure to share with you the word of God. And I want to believe that God has something special to do in our lives. Anytime God wants to do something, he deploys his word. Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was dark and void and there was confusion all over. Then what did God do? God wanted it to be beautiful. The Bible says, and the Lord said, let there be light. Do you get it? And then he started to create the earth. He created the earth by the things he said which is his word. So, God does things in our lives through his word. In John chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. By it, by what the word, all things were made. Without it was anything made that was made. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying that without God's word, nothing is made. Amen. So as you encounter God's word today, I want you to believe that God is making something in your life. If you believe it, say amen. Wonderful. Also, well, before I even go on preaching, I want to say a big congratulations to Dr. Max. All right. Um, that's, that, that's him. That's him. Yeah, yesterday he he graduated, he got his doctorate. Yeah, PhD, PhD. Not you have to clap well because you are about four graduations away from there. You are you have to get your degree without honors, which means with dishonest. Then you get your degree again with honors. At me, like, I mean, if it, if you have to get something, then now you have to get honest to add to it. What it means is that it was without honest, which is like degree with dishonest. I, I don't know, unless I don't understand the English. Then you get a master's and then you get a doctorate. It's a very great achievement. Put your hands together for our brother over there. So, please, from today, when you see, you don't just call him Max. Okay, say Dr. Max. He can easily show up in your lecture room next week. And you will be happy that you know him from church. Do you see? And that you have been calling him Dr. Max. Say amen. God bless you, Max. Also, we had um, another lady got graduate. Um, her name is Catherine. She's in Marisburg now. But she was here with us. And then also Naledi. I don't know how many of you remember Naledi. She also graduated yesterday. You are the next person to graduate. This church, you don't come to this church and not graduate. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, come, you come to the church, you get only 42, 22, 20. No, no, no. Not this church. Daniel, not this church. You see, you asked me one day about school and things. I told you, don't go into poverty. Study. 
Yeah, he wants to go do music. Do you see? And he's good. And it's a good career. But I told you, don't follow music and get into poverty. Go to school and pass exams. Then later we can do music. When you are now a, a scientist in some lab somewhere, generating a proper income, then in your spare time you can play the guitar. When you hit, when you go platinum, then you can stop the lab and become a musician. Yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. Many people have destroyed their lives because I want to be a TV presenter. So instead of studying and passing exams, you are just making videos and putting it on YouTube. And that's all it, that's where it ends. Nothing comes out of it. Hey, I think I, I'm going to be, a, I want to sing gospel now. I've seen so many people try it. Do you know, do you know why there's only one Benjamin Dube, one Rebecca Malope? Um, who else are the gospel musicians in South Africa? What's your name? Wakanda, what's your name? So many people have attempted to be Rebecca, but there's only one Rebecca. Rebecca is my favorite South African gospel musician. And I know only her song, only one. <laughs> that's all I, and that's the only line I know. But she's my favorite South African gospel artist. Do you know why I, 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 one day I was watching a Kirk Franklin video, and beautiful, I mean, I was watching television. They showed a beautiful Kirk Franklin video. And when they finished, then they showed Rebecca. Look, you see beautiful video done. Then now they came to Rebecca. They, they, you know it's an African video when you see two sheep on a mountain with a stick. And then guess who appears? Rebecca Malope. Tetele Inkosia. Inkosi. Please don't tell her I told you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's just by the way. But I was saying that these, these are the blessings that God has given us and you are the next person to graduate. Amen. When is your graduation? You've done it already. Oh, okay, she also graduated. Please. She also graduated. Those who are graduating are wearing blue. Yeah. So. I forgot to announce it, so I'm announcing And anybody else who has graduated... In the last 10 years, I'm announcing it now. Okay, please. Good. Amen. Today, I want to share with you something I find very, very needful and very important. And I want to believe that God is going to speak to us. Amen. Isaiah chapter 28 in verse 16. The Bible tells us that that said the Lord. For I lay in Zion... For a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, and he that believeth it shall not make haste. Amen. Don't worry, you don't need to open your Bible or we just so today be on your A game, okay? We just when you go write it, note the scriptures down, everything. When you go home, you read it, but our People who are sisters. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. What it is saying is that I am laying in the church. The word Zion, when you see in the Bible, it means the church. Okay, it means two things. But what is relevant to us now is the church. It says, For I lay in the church a stone for a foundation. 
okay, or I'm laying a foundation in the church, which is a stone, or I'm using a stone to lay a foundation. Then he gives the qualities of the foundation. He says, a tried stone, which means a stone that you can rely on. A precious cornerstone, which is important stone, because not stones differ in their strength. Okay, there's granite, there's, there's metamorphosed rock, ignos rock, sedimentary rock. You know that, ne? No, you just say yes, even if you don't know, just, uh, nobody would know. The sedimented rock is a rock that is in like layers. And it's not that hard, it breaks easily. Because it's in layers, like they've glued, they've super glued it together. Any pressure, it breaks. Do you get it? Then there's ignos rock, which is like the hard one. So it says, a precious cornerstone, a proper, a proper stone. And it says, a sure foundation, a foundation you can rely on. Okay, and it says, he that believeth shall not make haste. It means you will not be disappointed. Amen. You will never, may you never be disappointed. Amen. Some of you can't say amen because a boy disappointed you last year. But I came to tell you that this foundation, it will not disappoint you. Amen. amen. May you never be disappointed again. Amen. Some people are disappointed because of what they do. Sometimes ladies appoint themselves when they have not been appointed. He smiled at you. So, so he loves me. As, then, then I love all of you because I truly love all of you, but not necessarily in that way. Because any t- Have you ever seen me that I didn't smile at you before? Have you ever seen me that? A- anytime you see me, I'm smiling. I, I practice it at home. I take a mirror. Smile. Smile, brother. Smile. Come on, smile. I shake the mirror. Smile. Then the mirror starts to smile. Then I smile back at the mirror. Do you get it? So I'm always smiling, but it doesn't mean that. It, that's not what it means at all. So a brother just smiled at you and said, oh, your hairstyle is very nice. Oh, okay, this is it. This is not it. I said, this is not it. So you see, you have appointed yourself. I mean, you are, you are the whole day, you are daydreaming and moving around only to realize that he's in a relationship. Or anything. So this brother broke my heart. He, he didn't even touch your heart. You broke it to yourself. Say amen. No, I'm back here in Deba. That's, 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 this, this is it. He broke, he didn't break your heart. You broke your heart. So it's like a personal accident. Get up and go to the emergency room and fix it. Say amen. Say another amen. Hey, but pastor, you said very nice things to me. Listen, when you watch TV, they say a lot of nice things on the TV. You don't say the TV has broken your heart. Until he says it clearly. You know, girl, I'm in love with you. I want to be in a relationship. I'm in love with you. It's even not enough. I'm in love with you. What do you mean? What do you mean? So, uh, uh, yes. And so, he said, oh, I want to be in a relationship with you. Then now, it's an appointment. It's an offer. Then you, then you also have to accept it or not. Do, 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 are, you, are, you, are you coming along? Next week, bring all your friends. I'll talk more about relationships next week. Bring all your friends. Ladies. Me, I don't allow ladies to have a broken heart around me. Every lady who listens to me never has a, a broken heart. Oh, yeah. Because boys, look, boys, they are programmed for it. They say a lot of things. A lot of things. That's why even when we marry, 
by law, they bring a contract. Let's sign. Because the things you have said is not enough. Sign it. Home Affairs brings a sign so that we have a certificate. So that when I go somewhere else, say, oh, no, I didn't say that. I said, this is the proof. This is the proof. Why, why do you think it's so? Even if you are a pastor, they say sign. You are a bishop, they say sign. Anyway, I didn't come to talk. Next week, I'll talk more about relationship. But I'm talking about a foundation. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that even God in the church, he's building on a foundation. Now, as Christians, it's important that your Christianity is built on foundations. Or your Christianity is built on a foundation. The main foundation we are building our Christian life on is Jesus Christ. That's a sure foundation. Jesus Christ. So that's why you have to be born again. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Anything else is not sure. It cannot be trusted. Now, talking about foundations, as a Christian, there are certain foundations you must have. Because the Christian walk is a lifetime. Are you? How old are you? 20. So if you are going to live to be 70 or 80 or even 90 or 110. I mean, I don't want to be around when I'm 110. But let's say you are going to live to be 80. You have 60 years left to stay as a Christian. Do you see? And as a Christian, you must be a Christian till you die. There's nothing like, I was a Christian for 40 years. Then 20 years, I went to do one or two things. So God considered the 40. No, the day you are dying, you must be a Christian. Amen. So you have 60 years, which you have to survive. And I'm sure as you started to be a Christian, take God seriously. You have had challenges. You have had things that try to take you off and so on. And so on. How many of you have not had that before? We have all had things that are trying to take us off, but we're forced to survive. We're forced to stay. Do you get it? Broken hearts. I mean, a boy broke your heart. You saw him in the church, and he broke your heart in the church. So you have a problem with the church and with the pastor and with God. Because the pastor, God, and the church join with the guy to break your heart. That's what you are saying. Yeah, that's what you are saying. Do you, do you get it? But we are forcing to stay. Now, if your Christian life is not built on certain foundations, the slightest shaking, you will be gone. So for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to talk to us about certain foundations that we must have as Christians to help us to survive pressure, to survive challenges, to survive sin, to survive anything that tries to take us from the house of the Lord. And I want to start with a very basic one, which is the foundation of the tithe. Basic. It's so basic, but yet many people have not grasped it. And it sweeps people off from the faith. The foundation of the tithe. The foundation of the tithe. Tithing, found what God thinks about money is one of the things you have to win, one of the areas you have to win in to survive as a Christian. Hallelujah. So I want to talk to you about tithing. And my prayer is that it will go into our hearts and we will settle in it so that 
There will be no time that we will have any doubt, ambivalence, ambiguity in our minds, whether tithing is right or wrong, whether I tithe or I don't. No, 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 no. We will cross. We leave it for people who are novices. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, when some, what is the tithe? So let me first explain what the tithe is. Then I tell you what, what you demonstrate when you pay tithe. First, the tithe is 10% of anything God gives you. Yeah, the tithe is 10% of anything God gives you. In this case, we are talking about money. So the tithe is 10% of any money that comes into your hands. 10%. Very simple. Very simple. A tenth of everything that God gives you is the tithe. And the Bible says that tithe belongs to God. And we give it to God. Hallelujah. Now, when as a Christian, and it's something you must, you, you must just accept in your mind and believe in your heart and close that page. That for as long as I'm a Christian, we will not have this argument again. I will not have this argument with God. Because sometimes church members think they are having the argument with their pastor, but they are actually having the argument with God. Because if you read the Bible, it doesn't say the tithe is for the pastor. It says the tithe is for the Lord. So it's, it's God's money. And it has to settle in your mind as a Christian. Hallelujah. Now, a Christian who pays tithe demonstrates maybe the following things. Number one, when you pay your tithe, you demonstrate that you understand God's priorities. You, you, number one, demonstrate that you understand God's priorities. Hallelujah. What is a priority? Many of you are students. I'm coming to you. Let me read the scripture and I'll come to you. Yeah, there's also a doctor here. So Now there's Dr. Lamla. There's Dr. Max. So You are a doctor of what? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 3 9. It says what? Honor the Lord with what? Your substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. Verse 10 says what? So shall your banks be filled with plenty and your presses best out with New wine. Amen. So the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. Now, God is saying that the first fruit means the tithe. And God is saying the first part of your income, honor him with it. Honor him and it's the first. Now, the word first, we go to nine. The word first fruit here demonstrates how important the tithe is to God. How important it is. To, and in life, when the importance of things are seen in when they are done. In which order they are done. Hallelujah. In which order they are done. Some things are best done first. It's like brushing your teeth and eating. You can't 
say, oh, but I brush my, I ate, then I brush my teeth, so I brush my teeth, I'm fine. We brush, when you wake up, I don't know why I'm on you today. When you wake up, do you brush your teeth? Maybe I'm just excited to see you. When you wake up, do you brush your teeth? I mean, hopefully, but you brush your teeth. Yes, I agree. I believe you. I mean, I believe you. You brush your teeth. But do you eat before you brush your teeth or you brush your teeth before you eat? Why don't you eat and then you brush your teeth later? No, people are listening to you all over the world. So. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> I can't eat with yesterday's teeth. That's what you can't eat with, that's what your mother said. Oh, God bless your mother. You can't eat with yesterday's teeth. So you brush your teeth for today's action. That's it. Do you get it? Once, although it all comes to brushing of the teeth, once you eat before you brush your teeth, you even defeat the purpose for brushing your teeth because you are trying to clear your teeth of the germs. Pastor, but I, when I was going to sleep, I brushed my teeth. Nothing happened. I've not done anything bad. What a, when you close your, even the heat, that's why your tummy smells. If you like, open your tummy and smell it and see. Because of the heat inside. So anything that goes inside, the yams, the potatoes, the meat, everything, they go and then they start to ferment in your stomach. That's why anything that comes out of your stomach, whether um, comes up or down or whichever way, has a smell. Whether you burp, you throw up, do you see, or you, you know, you puke, no, it all comes with a smell because of the heat inside. So, when once you close up, so much happens inside. That's why you brush your teeth first, then you start eating. It's not like, oh, you brush your, you only brush your teeth so that your mouth smells nice. It's to kill the germs as well. Mm, that's it. That's the girl's mother quoted from. Um, Ayo's mother, chapter 2, verse 3. You can't eat with yesterday's teeth. Tell your neighbor, you can't eat with yesterday's teeth. It's an African proverb. Yeah. Now, tithing is so, it's a priority, so important. When you obey it and you do it, means you have understood that some things must be done and some things must be done first. I mean, just imagine you meet, you meet a lady. Let's say you meet this lady. Where, where's your husband? Your husband is the guy in the blue jacket behind the camera, right? And we so, I am, I am the second wife. I am the second wife to that man. How many of you immediately you start? To, once she says, I am the second wife. Yes, she said, I mean, a second wife is a wife. Is she not a wife? It's a wife. But once the word second comes, I can't even see on. I mean, I like the look on your face. I wish you could see your face. I, I wish you could see your face. It's like it gives a certain ewick feel. Second wife. Uh, uh-huh, Wakanda. I mean, it's like uh, a, a certain look. It's like second. But if she came and said, I, I, I'm the wife to that guy. No, she doesn't even need to add first or second, last. That it says, oh, I'm the wife. So, oh, wow. Then you just move on. But as soon as she uses the word, I'm the second name, like, ah. 
What did you do to the first? What happened to the first? This, maybe the first one died many years. You are, everybody starts thinking you are a suspect. Because you have, opportun- you have motive and then you have opportunity. So it's like, I mean, how many of you ladies here you would like to be a second wife? My dear, wouldn't you like to be a second or a third? Less responsibilities, less. You don't want to be a second wife. Ah, but you, you, are, you will still be a wife. Oh, you, if he's buying cars, he'll buy some for you. A house, everything, you have a, everything. But you are just the second wife or the third one. Your children will carry his name. You pay their school fees. You still don't want it. You want to be what? The first wife. In the same way, God also wants to be first in your life. God also wants to be. He doesn't want to be the second option or the third one or the fourth one. And the way you demonstrate that you understand this thing is by offering him the first fruit of your increase. That's how. It's by offering him the first fruit. So Christians who don't pay tithe have made God into a second wife, third wife, fourth wife, sixteenth wife or something. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, once you, some things must always come first. I mean, you are a young lady. I don't know why I'm using the young ladies. You have already had three children at 23. You are not married. Believe you me. Unless by a mighty act of God and a show of mercy, nobody will marry you. No, it's as simple as that. No, 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 no. Two children. What, what, are you no longer a woman? Don't you have all the natural resources? Are you not capable? Yes to all those questions. But the problem is that you should have married first. Then you have children. But you've gone to have children first. So, so he doesn't even need to work hard. We already, I, already, I'm bring, I come with, I have children, I'm bringing children. It's a better deal. I'm already bringing some children into the marriage. It's, a, it's, a, it's set already. He doesn't need even to force and have children. He doesn't even need to pay school fees. I already have three for all of us. No. The reason is that not that having children is a bad thing, but you, ha- you should have married first. Something should have come first. In that same way, God has priorities. Things that are important to him. Look, when you want to please somebody, you really need to find out what is important to the person. That's what you must find out. I mean, if, if, if you take like me, breakfast is not so important to me. Breakfast. Breakfast. Hey, Pastor, you don't eat breakfast. I eat breakfast when I eat breakfast. When I eat breakfast. But, if I, I don't even remember if this week I've eaten breakfast. So, you are now my wife and your main activity is that you are making breakfast. 
You, that's your main activity. You are making breakfast, busy, bacon, eggs, this, doing all kinds of things. By the time I get out of my room, there's fire in the kitchen. Things are flying, vegetables. Are, and what are you doing? Breakfast. I can easily come out of my room, go out of the door, spark my car, and then I'm gone. Well, you have wasted all the time trying to make breakfast. It's not really important to me. Even food, like let's say like food, food, I eat, but it's not. Anytime I come here, they are trying to give me water. They are trying to give me biscuit. Um, they, they. Reverend David's wife and Abigail, every time. There's donut. There's, Out of decency and being polite, then I t- yesterday we went for the guy. They gave me a pack. It's still sitting in my house. Actually, I forgot it in the car. I drove to my house and I got off. Then my children, oh, ah, uh, yeah, okay, good, powerful. It's still sitting there. But you can't say, oh, don't give. You, you get it. It's not. I'm not saying don't. When I come to your house, don't give me food. If you give me food, I'll eat it. But it wouldn't. It won't won't make any difference. It won't make any difference. If you didn't worry, let's give Rev juice, let's give... No, no, no. It's a good thing. For somebody else, it will be very important to the person. But for me, no. It It doesn't make much of a difference. When we are hungry, what will we do? We will eat. It's as simple as... I say when we are hungry, we will eat. If we are not hungry... Why should we come and sit at a table There's a knife? There's... So you have to find out what makes the person happy. What is more important? If I work with you, one of the things which is very important to me is that if I say let's meet at 10 o'clock, I mean 10 o'clock. I don't mean 10.32, No. If I say let's meet at 10, I mean let's meet at 10. That's what is important to me. So now as I'm growing... So that I don't get angry a lot. I'm trying to adjust to people. So if I know that we have to meet at 10, I tell, let's meet at half past 9. Then because of you, I would deliberately come at 10. So that if, if you came five minutes to 10, it looks like you came before me. But really, I mean, I intentionally decided to let you come first. So that it's not like I come and wait for you for half an hour. By the time you come, I'm irritated. Are you getting it? So depending on who you are trying to make happy, and what? Maybe this brother, if you are with him, food is very important. You have to take it in. The same way when it comes to God, this is what is important to him. This. So when you, when, when you accept it and you start tithing, then now you demonstrate to him that I understand what is important to you. Number two. Anybody who pays tithes, demonstrates to God that they understand obedience. Obedience. Leviticus 27, 30, the Bible says that the tithe is the Lord's. The tithe belongs to God. The tithe belongs to God. So as a Christian, when you pay your tithe, you have just obeyed God. Actually, you have not done anything special. You have just obeyed God. 
So when you don't pay your tithe, it means you have not obeyed God. It's as simple as that. It just demonstrates that you understand obedience and you have decided to obey God. Say so the tithe is for the Lord. Sometimes Christians find this thing very difficult. So, oh, to give money. To give your tithe. 10% of what you have a thousand rands to give a hundred rands to God and say, This is this is my tithe. I'm giving it to God as a sign of obeying God. Because God says 10% of it is for me. So you just bring it back to him. Many people find it difficult. Now, if you think giving money is a difficult thing, try giving your life. Try giving your life. You will understand that giving money, that's why I say it's a foundation, it's basic. Giving money is one of the easiest things to do. Yeah. Hey, Pastor, you can say that because it looks like you have a lot of money and then me, I don't have so much money. Look, it's the same. You don't have so much, then it means your tithe is also very little. Uh, all I have is 10 rands. Your tithe is one rand. Hey, Pastor, you ask for your assent that you have about a million rands. So my tithe is what? 100,000. Giving 100,000, giving one rand, which is more difficult? Hello? I said hello. I'm talking to you. Talk back to me. Giving one rand and giving, or giving 10 rands and giving 100,000 rands, which one is more difficult? Uh So when you can't give 10 rands, which is your tithe, you can, even if I give you 100 million, you can't give your tithe. You can't give, because when you look at the money you are parting company with, your heart will begin to beat. Yeah, try giving, try giving your life. Look, when it comes to God, one of the lowest ways of obedience is giving your money. It's the lowest. So when, when even at this stage, that's why I want you to learn it now that you are young. I've been paying my tithe since 1996 up to today. Now that you are young, this is the, I'm sure I've paid my tithe longer than you have lived. My God. Do you get it? It's, the, it's, it's like one of the easiest. So when you can't even do that, then when you get to the place where God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, seek my kingdom first. What are you going to do? If you get to the place where God says, give your life, what are you going to do? I was living in England. Let me tell this story for what it is worth. I was living in England. I'd finished university and I was living in England. Yeah. Sometimes when you look around, you say, oh, but it came from, um, where is it, from Nigeria. I'm not from Nigeria. I mean, a nice man like me. <laughs> Think about it. Let's be serious. I'm not from Nigeria. Nigerians are very nice. One of the nicest people you can meet are Nigerians. But I'm not from Nigeria. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> I'm not from Nigeria. <laughs> But wherever I'm from, so he came from some poor country and he came here. No, please don't make a mistake about it. I was living in England. Do you get it? I wake up, when I wake up and I open my door, I'm in England. (laughs) And before I came to live in England, I relocated from America to England. It looked like I was coming down. 
Then on the 14th of February, I had a meeting, 14th of February 2002, I had a meeting with Bishop Daniel Mills, and he said, Daniel, I want you to come to me in Ghana, and I will send you out as a missionary. I said, wow. Okay, no problem. I'll be there. One month later, 15th of March, I flew to Ghana. Yeah, one, exactly one. I told him, I need some time to round up here. He said, okay, take your time. One month later, I was in Ghana. I gave my life. So, but, yeah, I was come to South Africa. Look, don't start. Don't even start. Let's not even talk about it. Let's not even talk about it. But I'm saying that if you think, if you think giving your money is so difficult, think about giving your life. Think about giving your life. That's where you will see that, look, giving money is, is, is easier. It's, I'm looking for somebody to send to Lady Smith to go and plant a church in Lady Smith. What it means, Lady Smith is almost a dead town. It's almost a ghost town. What it means is that you can't get much work there to do. So you just have to survive. So maybe you are somebody, by the course you are doing, when you finish, maybe... You earn 28,000 rands. You may have to go to uh, Lady Smith and do a job and earn 7,000 rands. And so, that's what it means. And survive by it. That's when you will come and tell the pastor, you know, that I'd rather give money. Please, pastor, let me work in Deban. Let me work in Deban. And then I'll give money to some. That's where you see that giving money is very easy. This girl, I told her yesterday, can I send you to, you are from Lady Smith, let me send you to Lady Smith to go and plant our church there. Pastor, I want to explore the world. That's where you will see that it's not that easy. You see, so, what, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that as we walk with God, the giving of money is at so low a level that you shouldn't be struggling with it. What, what does it mean? Let's say, if I give you something that they do in grade one, or grade two, or grade three, and at your age, and your state, you are struggling with it, 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 your colleagues will look at you and say, ah, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this guy? You are supposed to be in the university. You don't know four plus three minus four. What is four plus three minus four? Anybody? Wow. Look at how long it took you. Simple arithmetical, four plus three minus four. Look at how long. Even I don't know if you got the answer. Yeah. But you, you, you see how ridiculous it sounds. That four plus three minus four. At this your state, university student, you don't know the answer to this. Or you have to now calculate So, you see, it sounds ridiculous. It is, it is the same way when it comes to you giving your tithe and you are now struggling. Eh? What should I do? Should I? Should I? That's how God sees. Very basic. I pray that we'll grow in our level of obedience. Number three, I close with this one. 
Next week, we'll go more into it. Number three, I close with this. When you pay your tithe, or let me even do this one before this one. Your paying your tithe demonstrate. your paying your tithe is actually your worship to God. This is a scripture I saw this morning. Leviticus 22, 17. It demonstrates your, it's a way of worshiping God. God respects that more than all the singing you are He's taking us higher, 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 from glory to glory, higher. Oh, God is looking at it. Oh, shame on them. Thieves, liars. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, verse 18, speak unto the sons of Aaron. Am I right? Speak unto Aaron and to his sons and unto the children of Israel, saying unto them, Whosoever he be of the house of Israel or of the strangers of, in Israel, that will offer his oblation. Oblation is the word worship. His oblation for all his vows and his free will offerings, which he will offer unto the Lord for a burnt offering. Now let's go on. 19. Ye shall offer at your own will a meal without blemish of the beefs, of the sheep, or of the goat. Next one. But whosoever hath a blemish, that shall ye not offer. For it shall not be acceptable for you. God is telling us that when we give our tithe and our offerings, it's, it's, it's a worship to him. That's why he said, don't bring me a goat that has a blemish. Or a, 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 an offering that is sick. Something you don't need, then you bring to me. Many a time when we take offerings... We get offerings that people don't need. That people don't. I'm closing. My time is up. My my phone says my time is up. So my time is up. We bring people. We, sometimes Christmas time, I watch around and I see people giving offerings. Young man, G. Champion, go back to mommy quickly. Now. What was I saying? Christmas. People give gifts. When people are giving gifts, sometimes when you look at the gift, you can see that this gift is a recycled gift. A gift that somebody gave to you, you couldn't use it. Then, you package it and you give it to somebody else. Now, because you can't use it, don't you think that that person also cannot use it? There are some gifts they've gone... Maybe a set of friends. This one gave it to this one. Then the next year, very soon it will come to the original person who gave it. Because that other person didn't know that this one is the one who gave it. So he come and give it to us. We offer to God useless gifts. Yeah. Sometimes when we are giving offerings, think 50 cents, one rand. Look, let's be What do you do with one rand? Is there anything that can be done with one rand? Are you brother and sister? No, okay, your hairstyle is the same. <laughs> and even the other guy. Is there anything that can be done with one rand? I mean, seriously. 
one rand. Oh, it can buy sweets. Look, we as a church, we don't need sweets. We have a bottle. They bought this bottle once again for your sincerely. Today is perhaps the first time that I've taken one. I got out, I told Reverend today, I feel very hungry. So I came, I took one, I put it in my mouth for the sugar. That's all. And if we leave this thing, it can easily be here for five years. And it will not be. The one in Marysburg has been sitting there since I joined the Marysburg Church two years ago. It's still been sitting there. Now they are tired, they've taken it from there. They are tired, they've taken it from there. But we have enough sweets. We have enough sweets. We give, we give offerings and monies that cannot, be, cannot do anything in this morning. If you it was given to you, you will not be happy. You will not be happy. And he says, if it's with blemish, it will not, don't offer it because it will not be acceptable. It will not be acceptable. Many people don't give good offerings. And I'm saying that when you don't pay your tithe, that one is even worse. Because that one, even it's not yours. It's for God. It's like you are just returning what is for God to God. You're just returning what is for God to God. And when you don't give it, God looks at you and says, wow. They come. He says, these people with their lips, they worship me. But their hearts are far away from me. How does God know when your heart is far away from me? This is how he knows. When your money cannot go to him. Your money and your heart goes to the same place. Your money and your heart goes to the same place. That's why you don't struggle to buy things for yourself. Because you love yourself. You don't struggle to buy hair, buy this, buy shoes, buy clothes, buy for yourself. Why? Because you love yourself. But if you love God, then your money can go to God. Yeah, you can buy a dress at Faustini for 450 rands, but you can't give an offering of 100 rands. You can't give 100 rands to God. Why? Why is it so? You love yourself, but you don't love God. You don't love God. That's what, that's when it's like, hey, 100, it's a lot. One hand, wow, one hand, wow, one. One, wow. You tear a piece of the hundred. Yeah. To give ten runs. Yeah, it's a lot. But when you, it's yourself. Look, yesterday, come and see at the graduation. Clothes. And I'm sure everybody's dress is a new dress. Everybody's shoe is a new shoe. Ladies are wearing shoes that they can't walk in. There was a lady who was just praying that she won't fall down. All the time she was going, we were just, oh God, oh God, help her God, help her God. Please God, yes God, no God, please God, don't God, let God, 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 God. Hey! Clothes, new hairstyle, new this, new everything, new hair. People we know with T-scope suddenly have hair at their back. Hey, even Doctor Max, his shoe, it was like a mirror. Yeah, it was like a mirror. It's the first thing I noticed about him. 
Then I said to his child, your husband's shoe is very powerful. Is that what you, aha, uh-huh, that's it. You can see it now. Those of you who think your makeup is good, after church, just go and look in the shoe and then you clean. Yeah, new. Everybody glittering and shining. But how many of them will say, oh, thank God I've graduated. I'm going to give God an offering for helping me to graduate. How many? How many? Yes, they are not in the church, so we cannot tell, but you are here. You are here. You are all here. You are in the church. I can see you. You can see me. I can see you. It demonstrates your worship. Demonstrates whether you love God. You worship somebody you love. Demonstrates whether you love God. Or not. So, I, I am saying this is a foundation because I don't want to have this argument with you again. Because it's basic. Not again. Never again. That when I'm preaching this, of course, this message I'll preach, I'm, every year I'll preach it about three, four times. Because the church doesn't run on Jews. It runs on money. Even if it runs on Jews, we have to use money to buy the Jews. Yeah. So, it's needful. But my prayer is that by the next time I'm preaching this series, you will be my supporters. You see, as I'm preaching, those who are able to say preach and give examples, they they are people who pay tight regularly. So they they know how it goes. They are what I'm saying, they are they are even happy that they they found out that "Eh, when I pay my tight, it means I'm worshiping God. Because some of them are saying, but if you are like me, I can't sing. I mean, singing is not one of my strengths. So when I look at the people who can sing, it's like, wow, they can really worship God. So when I read the Bible and I see that, oh, when I pay my tithe, it's worship. I see that, ah, you don't have any, the fact that you play the keyboard doesn't mean you have any advantage over me. Because your voice is better. I mean, yesterday we had the vice chancellor talking. I mean, when, look, the ease with which he speaks. The English language. I almost said the lingua franca, but that's French. The ease with which he speaks. It's so beautiful. Of course, the person who introduced you, I don't know whether it's a lecturer, professor. I, I have a video of you. I don't know what he was saying up to today. It's like punctuations don't exist in the university. A study of our research of the Akan and the Zolo social development I didn't, I didn't even know what he was saying. The only thing I could tell from what he was saying, I have the video, I can play it back to you. The only thing I could tell from what he was saying was when he mentioned your name. That's all. That I know he's talking about you, but everything else he said. Then he got there, said, Mr. Vice Chancellor, I have the honor to, to, to what? what? What do they to present to you? No, 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 no. To ask you, but there's a way they say it. And I don't know, all, forgive me, I don't know, maybe, let me not say it, it's okay. it's okay. Because all our people use the word to at a place where there's no to. All from, they are all lecturers, so well studied. So from today, I don't blame Jacob Zuma again. Because if these are the people who teach in the university, then, uh, then there's a problem. Unfortunately. What was I saying before we got onto all this academic? But I, I realize that you don't have an advantage. Nobody has an advantage over anybody because our tithes and our offerings, that, that's our worship to God. And all of us have equal 
opportunity to give it and to do it. I pray for you as a church and I pray for you as an individual that this, this revelation will sink into your heart. It will sink into your heart so that you will begin to practice it. Five years from today, nobody should be asking you, do you pay tithes? Do you? A lot of our problems is because we don't pay tithes. No, if I go into that area, we won't close today. But if you come next week, I'll explain to you. A lot of it is because you, don't, you, just, you just don't honor God. When you don't honor God, God, oh, this guy, he he's going to this problem, but he doesn't honor me. He'll leave him. We'll solve his case as the last case. Yeah. But may he enter into your heart. So that from today, this foundation will, it will be a sure foundation in your heart. A sure foundation in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. We'll continue next week. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands wherever you are and pray. Want to pray? Listen to me. You put your hands down before you start praying. Listen to me. This is why I said in the beginning that we should pray and ask for the Holy Spirit. Because when it comes to the word of God, you need the Holy Spirit to act on the word of God that has gone into you. To help you to be able to obey it. Jesus said to his disciples, he had told them, I'm sending you out. But then he said to them, wait for the Holy Spirit. Then he explained to them, why he said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power to become my witnesses. He was sending them out to be witnesses. So he said, wait, wait, the Holy Spirit will come. But when he comes, you will receive power. And that power will make you witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, in all the ends of the earth. So anytime God's word comes to you, what you need is the Holy Spirit to come and give you the power to do it. The power to do it. Lift your hands and tell the Holy Spirit, this is what I have heard today. Help me to obey it. Help me to obey it. Mighty Holy Spirit, help us to obey your word. Help us to obey your word. And you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. After that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The power to obey God's word, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Just ask the Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me to obey this word. Help me to demonstrate my obedience. Help me to demonstrate that I understand your priorities. Help me to, to demonstrate my worship to you through my tithing, through giving 10% of what you have given to me back to you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Help us, mighty Holy Spirit. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Lift your hands and let's pray. Father, Thank you for every hand that is lifted up. We pray for your mighty Holy Spirit to act upon your word. The word that has gone into our hearts, let your spirit act upon it. That we will become obedient Christians, tithing Christians, Christians who understand your priorities, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Put your hand down. Now, I want to pray with you. You came to church this morning. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you come to church all the time. But you know in your heart, if you are to die today, you will not go to heaven. What it means is that you don't have Jesus 
as your foundation in Christ. Today, I want to give you the opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart, to become your Lord and Savior. I'm going to pray with you quickly as we close. One say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Every eye closed, please. Everybody close your eyes, please. Close your eyes, please. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.